is going on, everybody? My name is Gabe. And I'm Matt. Welcome back to another episode of the Tentacle Bot Podcast. And uh, today we are going to be going over some stuff. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're breaking down? We are breaking down some of the new singles, albums, and EPs that have come out over the last probably two, two and a half weeks or so, just since the last time we were able to put out an episode like this. So we're super, super excited for this because we've got a lot to talk about. That we do. But before we jump into that, Matt, what have you been listening to lately? Uh honestly i've been on a little bit of an acacia strain kick yeah (laughs) i i found myself returning a few times to slow decay perfect Uh, part of it just because it was the easiest to access just with streaming a lot of my music on amazon music so there was that you also got me hooked on that wretched tongues record (laughs) so hooked on that right now as well um and honestly, just little sprinklings of deathcore. So just like I keep going back to Brand of Sacrifice for obvious reasons. And just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But it's just, I I think my evolution into the true deathcore boy is, it's just coming together. <laughs> what are you going to finally complete. finally <laughs> complete. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, so I am currently in writing mode for, uh, for this project that I'm starting with a, a couple local guys. Uh, so I'm actually not really listening to hardly anything right now, other oh, than okay. like, what I'm listening to for the cast. So I've actually just been listening to it a ton of political podcasts. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. It's not good. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> the state of the U.S. is terrible. That's all I'm really going to go into with that. <laughs> um, the Fair. little bit of music that I have been listening to has just kind of been... Uh, I've been listening to a bit of Capstan lately. Okay. Uh, just because that's that's definitely out of the vein of like what I'm writing towards, and I don't really take a lot of influence from that kind of stuff okay um but their their latest album um, i'm blanking on the name of it uh but it has a song on there called shades of us and i can't stop listening to that one whenever i do turn on music interesting um it's uh so the the album's called separate uh but yeah shades of us it is the chorus is so freaking catchy it's not even funny and you said it's capstan as the band correct i'm gonna have to check that out that sounds super interesting yeah i they've been on my radar for a few years um but they uh recently kind of just kind of came back up like i've had a few other songs like in my regular music rotation okay um but they they recently just kind of like came back and i started listening to them a lot more regularly when i saw them with uh being as an ocean and thousand below that had to have been a pretty good show yeah, uh, Capstan was the best part. Uh, oh, being really? As an ocean disappointed me once again. <laughs> That's a bummer. When you do a 10th anniversary tour of an album, you play the album front to back. Yeah. You don't curate a special set list that doesn't include all the songs on the album. Yeah, that, that seems the really whole weird. Freaking purpose. <laughs> well, and like to to jump back to when we were talking about the All That Remains show that I had gone to, like they had done the full uh, the entirety of the Fall of Ideals, but instead of doing it front to back, they did it back to front, which like it's stu- it's weird, but it's still okay. Well. Yeah, like that, that that's an interesting way to do it, but at the same time, I understand because that also gets people there staying for the whole show so they can hear the songs that are at the beginning of the record yeah like i understand that conceptually now Mm -hmm. that more that i've thought about it um but this one here like i understand incorporating songs from your later records that people want to hear but people especially when you've changed your sound so much yeah going and just kind of like sparsely throwing in the hits from your 10th anniversary Mm -hmm. your, your your first record that you're on the 10th anniversary for just felt wrong to me. That is weird. Yeah, so we're going to go on this tangent for a second. Just, go ahead. So I've been to, and I think you know, I've been to quite a few like anniversary shows mm-hmm. like to see bands. Uh, I saw the Divorce Prada when they did With Roots Above and Branches Below. Bless the Fall when they did Witness. Escape the Fate what just happened to be on that Bless the Fall tour. So I got to see them do This War is Ours. Um yeah, the Fall of Ideals for All That Remains. Uh, Miss May I when they did the 10th anniversary of Monuments. Hey, Matt, you can summit Mount once you're played anytime. Now. Yeah, so <laughs> and the, the last one I was going to bring up was Word Alive because they were on the Miss May I tour Fair doing, enough. I can't remember the name of the record. But with Miss May I, the Devourous Prada, they did it front to back, which, like, that's just the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have like all that remains where they did it back to front. It's still okay, 
but kind of like what um, Being as an Ocean did, Word Alive did, at least they did the entirety of their record, but it was all randomized. Like, it, it wasn't in the proper order. Th- that's the ex- first I thing I could think well. of. Yeah, I can accept that as well. But, like, especially when, like, my favorite song on the record is If They're Not Counted, Count Me Out, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, it's a spoken word slash kind of instrumental track that happens at the end of the record. Okay. And it is... It was, like, when I got super into spoken word at the time. So, like, that song just stuck with me super hard. Yeah. And to, like, go to that show really expecting to hear that because it's the 10th anniversary freaking show. Yeah. I expected to hear it. And I just... It it, it was disappointing in yeah. that regard. Like, obviously, I still got to hear a lot of the, the other good songs that they had mm-hmm. um, from, like, How We Wondrously Perish and the couple good ones that they had afterwards. But it still was just one of those things where, like, that, that, that was kind of just disappointing. Yeah, but to, but to sum up, Mount, what's your point is <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do it in a weird kind of order, like okay, that's understandable. There might be some sort of artistic representation. We, you know, musicians are artists of some kind. But if you're saying that it's a anniversary show to a specific record, you should play the entirety of the record that you were supposed to be celebrating for the show. That's what I'm, I was kind of trying to say. Like, yep. yes, Word Alive did a weird order for everything, but at least they played everything. But in being as an Ocean's case, that's weird. Yeah. But that being said, we'll go ahead and move into today's main topic, which uh, is going to just consist of the, uh, the last about week and a half or so of uh, new music, new EPs, and uh, new albums in the general rock hardcore and metal scenes so uh, matt why don't you kick us off what song are we starting with so we're gonna start with uh don broco's song fingernails <clears throat> so these guys uh a buddy of mine uh at church he brought these guys up to me okay and they're kind of like just one of those weird bands like i i don't really have another word for it yeah that being said it was kind of groovy i I've known the name for a long time, and I've just steered away from it. I always thought their name was kind of stupid, but that's oh, you're just, not wrong. <laughs> uh, that's just a personal thing. But I heard this. It was, um, <laughs> it was, I think Andy Glass from We Came as Romans, Kyle Anderson from um, Brand of Sacrifice were on with Nick Nocturnal on Twitch, and they were reacting to all the new music. So that was the first time I had listened mm-hmm. to this, and. As with those three, I was very surprised how much I actually enjoyed the song and listening to it separately without their uh, reactions and stuff. I was surprised how much I ended up liking the song. Yeah, like it, it's a good song. I actually really do like it myself mm-hmm. as well. It's just one of those weird things. It's just it's not kind of your mainstream palatable kind of stuff yeah. you would normally hear. Um, the album or the the single art is fantastic because it's just this giant painted iteration of a T Rex, and I, I don't really know the reason behind it. But I love it. <laughs> the, the music, if, if I remember, if this is the music video for the song that I'm thinking of, it's a weird, weird thing. I think there were like fighting dinosaurs in the video. I, I, gotta go I don't watch know. Because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sounds, it, it was kind of <laughs> wild. What wasn't so fun was uh, the song Tired of Winning slash Ship, Ship in the Night by nothing more oh man so i don't know what was going on with this song um when i was listening to it so that it was part of like a a dual single release um the other one was like turn the fire or turn it up or something like that um the uh keep on keeping on winning tired of winning tired of winning sorry tired of winning slash ships in the night i just had to look it up tired of winning like it had this terrible sound quality to it Mm -hmm. so it, it sounded like um so I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to explain this. Basically, there's a bit rate that's associated with every song because it's a audio signal that's turned digital that or th- that's turned from the audio signal into a palatable source for a reader to read into a digital signal, which then turns it back into this digital signal that's able to be understood by our ears. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of science involved in that. That's really about as high level as I can get with it. Okay. Those bit rates, though, the further down that you go, the more digitally and tinny they'll sound. Mm-hmm. And this one sounded that way. I tried it not just in Apple Music, but like I tried it on on uh, YouTube as well, and mm-hmm. I was receiving the same results. But it wasn't giving me that same issue with any other uh, any other song or album or anything that I was listening to today. That is weird. So I, I'm not sure what the situation was, was with that. Um, yeah, the. Uh, 
the the main song on this one, the it just isn't good. I don't yeah. like it. It's it's pretty much nothing more doing exactly what nothing more has been known to do. The I've kind of followed them since. Uh, is it this is the time I think was their big yeah the, like big the... breakout song. So like I like them. Um, I think can't stop was a one of the songs they put on the following record and i was like okay like this is fine but it's it's pretty much if tala decided to not be metalcore anymore just do radio rock and but just leaned into that bit that's what nothing more is except not good (laughs) in in my personal opinion yeah i don't disagree with you um i I also really liked them kind of like when they first really broke out Mm -hmm. um with their self-titled in 2014. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a solid album. On this one here, the, the second song that pulled up for me was Turn It Up Like, uh, in parentheses, Stand in the Fire. That song was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That was more on brand with them, in, like, in 2014. It was kind of just more of your, um, I don't know, I guess 98 KUPD version of yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Uh, where it's just, it's this watered-down version of it. Like, yeah, rival against the internet. Mm-hmm. They're here to control you kind of stuff, but... It never really gets any deeper. Yeah. That song was a little bit more groovy, but yeah, tired of winning. Like I just, I tried listening to it multiple times just so I could see if I could get past whatever was going on with the sound quality and I couldn't. Yeah. I think I got about halfway through and I just turned it off and I was like, this is why I don't like nothing more. Yeah. Staying on the train of not good songs. Suicide silence. (laughs) Dude. Okay. (laughs) That was heavy though. I was very, very surprised to have heard Eddie do that. Uh, I so I was surprised to hear that, but uh, literally my notes here, I just write stop, just stop, <laughs> and I have nothing further. Honestly, yeah, I, I will. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm never a fan when a new vocalist comes into a band and they keep the same name mm-hmm. just because so much of that band is going to be harbored inside of that vocalist's yeah. nature. Um, in hard rock and metal, it's a little less necessary. It's like, for example, Lorna Shore moving mm-hmm. from CJ to Walt Ramos. They went from pretty good to one of the best deathcore vocalists in yeah. in today. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute too. But like this one here, Eddie was such a step below what uh what mitch mm-hmm. was doing at that time and yeah. i don't see any progression in a forward motion i honestly when i kind of look at eddie since he's kind of jumped into suicide silences he's always i feel like he's always tried to mimic what mitch was doing especially in range um technique I've even listening to when Eddie was in All Shot Parish, I never heard him get to anything technically like what Mitch was doing. So I understand the idea of bringing in a new vocalist to kind of keep the band going. But this is this is one of those situations where if they would have changed their name because, you know, Mitch Looker had unfortunately passed back in 2012 and would have moved under a God, different moniker. It has. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, my one of my biggest complaints with this song too is it sounded like Eddie was just screaming on a blown voice. I could kind of hear that too, and it, like, it just continues to show that Eddie just he he's trying to mimic what Mitch was doing and just isn't quite. Yeah, like I don't know there. if this was like the eighth take after the eighth song that they recorded mm-hmm. that day or what, but like his voice just sounds tired throughout yeah. this entire thing. Yeah, I mean, you could even, I feel like you could kind of hear how much strain was being put on it Mm -hmm. in uh, You Can't Stop Me, I believe was the 2014, the first release that uh, Suicide Silence had done with Eddie. You could definitely hear that he was straining himself Mm -hmm. and just, you know, after years and years of continuing to strain it, just, I think it's finally catching up. I just feel like he would have been able to do more with it by now or at least get the training because... There's no shortage of quality vocal coaches anymore mm-hmm. that are capable of being able to show him how to explore his range. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, let's take it up for a minute before we go back to the down. That I know you Absolutely. want to talk about. On the up, I'm actually really impressed with Amorosa 
and their new song Preach. Yeah, so um, these guys are straight pop anymore. They have yeah. left all post-hardcore roots in the past. Um, that being said, this song is it, it's a bop. Yeah, like, no, it, it's an abs- certified tentacle bop. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's gonna be the end of the cast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like they, they just it it I I would put them akin to a kind of like what the the band Camino has done. Mm-mm. Um where like it, they are just kind of like the straight pop element. They have the the blended some uh, instruments in there, but it really is just kind of um I'm trying to like look for other words to say other than pop, but yeah. Like, well, and the neat thing about it is it doesn't just sound like normal pop that you would catch right now here in the mm-hmm. the now 2020s, but it it's this vibe where it's it's not even 1990s, but it's almost like 70s 80s pop, but kind of mixed together. And it's not the very it's not focused on the synthesizers, but it's almost like 70s 80s ballady pop it's it's weird mm-hmm. but it, it definitely feels influenced by a very very old um pop genre yeah th- these guys haven't been on my radar for a while honestly i think they're going to come back on though just because i, I want to listen to it there's more. definitely a curiosity there's definitely sure. a curiosity here yeah and just to kind of like see if there's going to be a little bit more with that um Maybe they'll kind of like show a little bit more of a blend between the two, and this is just kind of like their more radio song. Oh, that'd be awesome! I, I, I can see that being really cool mm-hmm. too, because I mean, we kind of see Dayseeker doing that a little bit. Yeah, um, they they tend to skew still quite a bit heavier than Emerosa mm. really ever did. Right. Um, but I feel like there there's a a healthy option there for them that if mm-hmm. they were to, to find a way to to cleanly combine the two, yeah, I feel like that could be a I don't want to say untapped market, but I, I think definitely underserved. I think I think so as well. One song that I was really sad wasn't longer. Terror's new song, Pain into Power. <laughs> 57 seconds, bro. I was like get I was getting high, but I was like, bro, this is gonna smash. And then all of a sudden it just ends. I'm like, what? <laughs> did you listen to any of the other songs they've released? I did not. So uh, they released uh, a song with uh, can- uh Cannibal Corpse's Corpse Grinder. <laughs> It's actually like Lord. my favorite so far of the three that they've released. Okay, uh, it's a a song called "Where Did It Go?" Terror that is uh, can't help but hate. Ooh, and uh, I mean, obviously, Corpse Grinder does Corpse Grinder things. It makes sense. It's also in that same vein. It's like a minute, fifteen seconds, or something Jeez. like that. Which I kind of like. They're kind of returning mm-hmm. to like that really like fast uh, hardcore kind of sound. Yeah. Terror's been one of those that it's been a really hard struggle for me to listen to, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I saw them at Warped Tour, and I think it was in 2014. Okay. Uh, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. And I watched this man, no joke, stand on stage for probably close to five minutes, basically just patting themselves on the back for being at Warped Tour. They're just like, yeah, yeah, thanks Warped Tour for having us. Thank us for being here on Warped Tour. Thank us for being here on Warp Tour. Give us a hand for being on Warp Tour. I'm just like, yo, dude, you need to, you need to not. <laughs> I am so confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, uh, it's like good I, for you, I, I but really like, hope that it was just a situation that he knocked back about 15 too many and couldn't remember what he was saying. Oh yeah, I genuinely can't remember if that's the case because again, that was like seven or eight years ago yeah. at this point and time is a construct Ugh. but yeah it, it was just one of those things that like it's been a love hate for him i love hardcore and i love hardcore adjacent genres mm-hmm. as we all know but uh terror's just kind of been one of those that it's, it's been a little bit harder for me yeah that makes sense that being said i'm looking forward to the album i think it's gonna be pretty cool i think i think it should be pretty and good i would have seen them at crescent ballroom i think like next month because uh, they were going to be here with kubicon again and i enjoy seeing kubicon quite a bit and for whatever reason, Kubikon is just no longer on that bill. They're with Sanguisugabog, and I forget who the other one is. That's weird. I wonder why. No idea. Like, one flyer came out for it, and then it's just never been there again. Wow. No. Okay. Uh, let's start kind of jumping down to the not-so-good stuff. Uh, betraying the Martyrs. They're not angry anymore. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> I'm oh. mad about that. My, my notes here are boring diet architects. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the the single that they released is called Swan Song. Swan Song. Mm-hmm. Um, this trope needs to die. The the 
mythos behind a swan song is that swans don't make any sound their entire lives until they die and they release what their song is. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of the concept behind it. Uh, that is just a flat out lie. Yeah, it, it is not that there there is no basis in truth whatsoever unless like some old lady just raised a swan and didn't hear it squeak until the day it died. Right. Which I don't know. Like her husband ran over it with a tractor or something. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Th- th- there is no factual basis for this. That being said, th- th- this trope just needs to die. I understand conceptually what you're trying to say. Stop. Yeah. This goes for the plot in you too. I didn't bring it up then because I wasn't as angry about it as I was now. But again, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of political podcasts. I'm a little bit on fire lately. <laughs> He's no a spicy more swan boy. song. <laughs> Honestly, the only reason I'll allow the plot in you to have a swan song is it's because, because that it was, was actually good. Amazing. <laughs> it was actually good. That this album was song like eight was out of not. Eight. Yeah. Like, no. So the, as I said, th- this one was really this swan song, but they also had a second release that was a part of the same single called Black Hole. That one was a little bit better. Black Hole's been out for a little while. Well, it just happened to be popping up okay. on there for me. Um, so I listened to that one. That one's a lot better than this one was. Yeah. It's still not great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely in the same camp as you. I It had been some time since I had listened to Black Hole. I think not too long after the song came out, I listened to it, and I had my very opinionated thoughts on it. But after spending some time away from it, I'm like, okay, this is neat. Like, Betraying the Martyrs is definitely trying to go into, as you said, the Diet Architects route. But because they don't have, and I believe his name is Aaron, um, who was their former front uh, or like former main vocalist, since he's gone and he's now in 1056. There's yeah, I'm just, just going to go listen no, to that. <laughs> there's just no punch to Betraying the Martyrs anymore. And the the new vocalist has a good singing voice his screams there's there's definitely some nastiness to it but it's nowhere near the caliber that Aaron was at and i'm curious to hear what the songs are going to sound like live if he's not able to hit the the low notes like Aaron had, had set up really in the the old material so um right now honestly like you said 1056 is my preferred preferred one here yeah uh, starting to climb our way back up the ladder a little bit. Uh, Confessions of a Traitor released a song. I was I, oh, dude. This was this was a good one. I was very very happy with this one. I like hearing it. So the, I this song to, was called Peacekeeper. <clears throat> yep, I plan to come back to this one quite a bit. As do I. My only complaint is the song was weirdly quiet. It was a little bit, yeah. Like every everything else was kind of at a standard level, and then this song just dropped a lot. I had to bump up the volume notch twice on mine. I think one of the other things that I kind of it's not really a complaint, but it's kind of a, a nitpick, if you will. I felt like, and I, this is also the first time I've listened to them ever as Same. a band. <laughs> the chorus, I feel like, as opposed to have been like the combination of sh- the like shouting vocal with the screaming kind of like that hybrid, I feel like a little bit of clean vocals would have added a real nice little taste. So you know what it reminded me of a lot? What's that? It was like the uh, the Bloody Wood vocalist. Oh, Yeah. I could see Obviously that. Obviously, just in English and right. having not nearly as cool of a concept. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Which, no, again, I'm still returning to that album. That album's still I had, fantastic. Dude, I haven't listened to that one in it's a hot so minute. But yeah, the, uh, the this... The, the, this one was cool. I'm I'm curious to check out the rest of it because, like like I said, the, this one was really just that's a cool name. Let's add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to to hearing the rest of the album. I think it's supposed to release sometime in like September or something like that. So we got a ways to wait. Oh lord. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got on that one. Uh, why don't you go ahead and lead us in the next one? Next up, we're gonna crawl right back in the dumps. <laughs> Glory Hammer. What? I hated it. I loved this song. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so happy. It's so happy, but I just did not en- I did not enjoy it. You don't want to fly away on a unicorn. No. I want to fly away. <laughs> uh, okay. So- I loved it. Okay. But at the same time, Glory Hammer is one of those bands that like you have to like enjoy the high fantasy silly <laughs> stupid stuff yeah. that they do and i don't know i i really enjoyed it okay yeah it's like i definitely appreciate them for the gimmick i've seen 
I think I've seen part of their set. This was three, yeah, two, it was three years right ago when like I first met you. Yeah, so I think it, was it was closer like, to four. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Um, like the, what I had seen, they were fine. Um, I definitely appreciate them for the gimmick. I think it's great. It's just this song really just didn't land with me. Unfortunately, well, you're wrong. <laughs> I've already added it to my playlist. I'm just like, yo, this, this is a bop. I love this song. And it's so groovy. And then when they hit the the uh, the the key jump, I'm just like, I want to fly away. unicorn. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, move away a little bit from the fantasy. But do we stay in the dumps? No, actually, I'm going to stay in fantasy. Guar put out another song. <laughs> I was actually kind of impressed with it. Yeah. Honestly, it wasn't terrible. I feel like, and it wasn't even that like high fantasy as we kind of expected and were... Um, yeah, the, 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 song, the song is called Mother with, Effing Liar, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm censoring here uh, for the kitties. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I was really surprised that they made such a catchy song. Like this was, it wasn't anywhere near the catchiness of "Sick of You," but it was. Yeah. It was very much kind of felt like it was that quick of a hook. Well, yeah. So we we see um we we see more offering of Blothar as the uh, the vocalist again mm-hmm. in the band. So we had the uh, the first album, the the last album, which was their first album with Blothar fronting, and after Dave Rocky unfortunately passed away, and Odorous Hurungus left to go and uh, be back in. Scumdagia, or I, I don't, I don't know the <laughs> whatever his home planet was. How, what, what, however, they decided to write his character out of the story of Guar. Right. Um, the human slave known as David Brocky unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see them kind of go more into this classic rock kind of vibe to it instead mm-hmm. of this crustier nastier side of like punk and hardcore and stuff that we saw them originally doing yeah I mean, obviously guar has kind of done a little bit of everything here and there um that being said the last album and then continuing forward is seems to be just kind of sticking around more in this general classic rock yeah genre, that makes sense which is fine um it's not bad by any means like outside of like subject matter like i could definitely see this stuff just being played on the radio and people yeah. just vibe into it i don't, I don't know like like you said, it was a catchy song. Like there, there isn't really anything special about it, but um, it, it's definitely a song that I feel like can definitely be sung to really well. Oh yeah. And when I hopefully see them, because that that's up in the air at this point. When I see them, hopefully see them at the end of May. Oh we shall see. yeah. Should be interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that that's able to go through for me because I I double booked a weekend. Ooh, <laughs> oh no. Um. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with the one that I'm gonna kind of walk us into. I got bored of this one. I ended up not really. It wasn't so much that I didn't enjoy it. I just didn't care to like really get into it. Mm-hmm. The new I'm probably gonna pronounce it right. Fallujah. Yeah, Fallujah. Okay. Uh, and their new song Radiant Ascension, which actually has a guest feature. I'm blanking on what i was trying to i do. didn't know i had a guest feature um it's uh <laughs> featuring tori letzler of oh god uh say words <laughs> well while you're looking that up <laughs> um yeah so I, I understand what you mean um this one here like there was some really cool groovy parts to it fluge has been around for a little while there's just kind of never really been on my radar mm-hmm. um the heavy and clean parts felt really disconnected Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt like they were kind of forced. There wasn't a clean transition between it. And I'm assuming that you have the name of the person. Uh, it's Tori Letzler. And based on what I found is uh, she is a Los Angeles based composer, vocalist and electronic producer. Okay. So that's probably just the additional elements yeah. within the song then. Um, yeah. It, it was okay. I don't know. I, I really don't know much of their discography to begin with. So I don't know kind of where it stands. Yeah. Same here. They've just kind of been one of those bands that I see their name at shirts on con- at concerts all the time, mm-hmm. and I see them pop up every once in a while, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Fine, I'm gonna finally listen to them. Yeah, may as well give them a shot. Yeah, because I'll, I'll check them out again. Like the the song wasn't bad by any means. It just wasn't 
appealing. I, I, appealing doesn't feel like the right word. It, it, it just didn't was, click. It, it, that, yeah. Um, kind of along the same lines, but it felt like there was a little bit of a pulse to it was the song Cursed, released by the band Distant. Bro, this song was anxiety for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this was... I had it going as I was just sitting there playing um, playing some ga- video games earlier today, and it was chaos, but I, I felt like I droned it out too much, so like I kind of just... It just was there. I could definitely see that. That being said... And these guys are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> they, what I remember hearing, yes. Yeah, I, I, these guys have been on my radar for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we should really be saying these guys have been on our sonar for a while to keep up with the nautical theme. <laughs> 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 All right, Matt's deceased. Anyway. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, anyway, that being said, uh, yeah, like, it, it was kind of in the same boat for me, like, I, I personally am looking forward to this album because I know that I like these guys and I like what they've offered in the yeah. past. Um, yeah, the, this song here, it was just like anxiety for four minutes. And man, that bass was so fuzzy and nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, staying in that same vein, we have the uh, the new Defamed. Whoop, I'm dropping my phone. Uh, we have the new Defamed song, uh, which is called Crystal Prison. Thank you. This one here was a lot more like gothic electronica influence than mm-hmm. I was anticipating, but I was about it. It was okay that I remember. It, unfortunately, it was getting to a point with listening to some of the singles that had come out that I was they starting start to blending. get bored. <laughs> yeah, they started blending. I was starting to get bored, and I feel like there's some new music that's been coming out recently that I'm just meh on mm-hmm. so that's that's just kind of where i'm at i'm in this weird kind of limbo where it's like i'm really picky but i'm still open to new stuff but i'm still really picky about the new stuff that i bring in it, it's it, it's weird but I like understand. it was okay i it wasn't the worst thing i've heard i'll probably jump back to the song just to for giggles but it's not huge priority yeah um the uh the dancer which is another single that they released kind of sounds like the darkest uh spawn by lorna shore mm-hmm. almost like direct copy of it which felt kind of weird that is kind of weird so i don't i don't know how to feel about that but yeah there's that uh and then uh, the last full single that we have not mm-hmm. including a cover that we'll discuss here in a minute uh is going to be the song Still waters run deep Thank by you. malevolence. I, I should be better about this. Yes, dude, you're you're totally <laughs> fine. This one, unfortunately, just kind of like the last couple ones I've seen, I just got bored. Unfortunately, this one was interesting to me. Like mm-hmm. it had a lot more of a groove to it. It wasn't just like heavy. It was kind of more like this blues riff mixed with metal. Yeah. Um, I listened to a couple of the other songs that were on the album too, and they kind of fell in the same vein. I'm looking forward to it. Um, apparently, Matt Hafey is on uh, is featured on the album. Oh, uh, not on one of the release singles yet, but well, obviously, obviously I'm going to check that out. <laughs> First, you had my interest. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was cool. Um, I haven't really. I don't recall listening to these guys before. I don't think I've known the name before, but. Uh, I know when I had listened to the song off of YouTube is I had read a comment and somebody had said like, oh, you guys are the hottest thing in UK, uh, like the UK metal scene right now. And I was like, okay, like this, that's some pretty high praise. So it sounds like these guys seem to be pretty on the up and up. Um, I'm interested to hear what they've got, but especially if they've got Matt Heafy on it, like sign me up. Yeah, they had a few other uh, features, if I remember correctly. Okay, I've checked the only other feature on the album is Matt Honeycutt from Kubla Khan, but either way, I'm still interested because hey. I like Matt Honeycutt. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the bats. <laughs> Dang it, that's funny. That is funny, isn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm so, totally sorry, but speaking of mats, oh boy. I went to Starbucks earlier. You want to know who the barista that was working the drive-thru was named? I'm going to guess his name is Matt. Yeah. So, mats are just taking over the world. Matt, Y'all what? watch out. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, to get to the last single that we're going to talk about today before we jump into the rest of the episode, uh, last one we got is a cover of Recreant by Chelsea Grant originally, done by Nick Nocturnal and Will Ramos. And I, I have I have one phrase to describe this. I never want to hear anything else with Tom Barber with whoever the first guy was. I don't even remember his name. It I, was Tom Barber. Or no, uh, no, for this, this is Chelsea before Grant, Tom it was Alex Kohler. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything from either of those guys ever again. I just want Will Ramos to do everything that they've ever done again because <laughs> this this was mixed better. It was performed better. Vocally, it was done better. It was enunciated better. Like everything about this cover was better than the original. Mm -hmm. And to put that in perspective, this was like one of the first deathcore things that I jumped into was like early Chelsea grand white chapel, all all shall perish. Like all those guys, pretty like the typical, like for baby's first deathcore. Basically. Yes. I never want to hear those versions again. I want to hear this. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, um, Nick had actually put out a statement on um, on YouTube. So actually, I think within the next two days uh, from the time of recording is he's dropping uh, trap metal music, just like himself doing. Mm-hmm. But he's got more covers that he's planning to do with Will Ramos. Uh, the Nick Nocturnal, Phil LeBond yes. stuff's coming in the future. Um, he's going to put out <laughs> new... I think a new EP just of hit like solo stuff for him. Like we're or it's either no, it's um new music for the band that he's in Termina. So he's just like there's a lot of music coming out. He's like I'm super excited and obviously he's boy, gonna have I'm new stuff coming to. out with either Breather as well because mm-hmm. he he's doing that. He's not touring with them, but he's doing that stuff off the side as well. Oh, it's wild, yeah. just wild, so good. Will Ramos is the best yeah, deathcore Will vocalist. Yeah, Will Ramos. Yeah, like he is the best deathcore vocalist currently available. Like, it you're pretty hard pressed to find anybody to argue with that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there there is going to be some argument that can be made for people like uh, Devin Duarte or uh, I, I forget the guy from the sign of the new vocalist from Signs of the Swarm. Um, like, oh, I know who you're talking about. But like a few of those guys, like yeah, there there's arguments that can be made. But I feel like just pound for pound, like Will just kind of takes the cake. Yeah. Top three favorite deathcore vocalists for you. Who are they? Oh man, you gotta put me on the spot like that. I do, <laughs> but I, that's also because I have my three picked. Um, yeah, so like obvi- obviously, Will Ramos is, is right there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta go with Devin Duarte from Warm Shepherd. That's completely fair. And man, that third one. Yeah, go ahead and give me your three. I'm gonna start thinking. Mine, honestly, it's gonna be Will Ramos, obviously, of Lorna Shore, Ben Dur of Shadow of Intent. I've been just hooked on him for years, and then um, I just continue to find love for this man, Kyle Anderson of Brand of Sacrifice. Okay. Uh, I, I think I gotta go. My, my third one's gonna be um, uh, Joe Badaloto. Uh, Joe, Joe Bad, Bad yeah. yeah, from no, uh, that's fit for an, fit autopsy. For an autopsy. No, that's yeah. completely reasonable. Just because that he's got an he's got a very impressive range as well. It, it's stupid what that man can do. Yeah, and he does not showcase what all everything he can do on the albums. Like he what he does live is phenomenal. Speaking of Joe Bad live, uh, was it a week and a Ooh. half ago? <laughs> he um unfortunately Randy of Lamb of God had got COVID, so they had a few vocalists kind of step in to help out for the live sets. They brought in Mark from Chimera, which. I haven't heard that name in years, yeah. in a hot minute. Yeah, Mark um, Chimera. There was the like a power metal version of it that Matt Hafey did. Yeah, he did. Um, oh God, what was the? I'm trying to remember the song that he did, but that was fantastic. Was it Eight twelve, was it? Five twelve. Five twelve. That's what it was. Like I said. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Joe Bad, I think, covered one of the entire sets, and yeah. just listening to the video of him doing "Laid to Rest." was magical. <laughs> I, I did not know I needed that in my life, and my God, give that to me, please. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that being said, we'll move on from uh, from singles. I didn't have anything further, did you? No. Great. Uh, we have one EP that uh, popped up on our radar this week, uh, which is going to be... On our sonar. <sighs> you had one job, game, <laughs> And I failed it. <laughs> you failed us. We had one, ra- <laughs> we had one radar pop up on our sonar. 
and that was <laughs> Void of Visions Chronicles 2 Heaven. I thought it was Chronicles 3. Was it 3? I thought it was 2. I thought I saw three. I could also be blind, stupid, or a combination of uh, the two. Probably this a combination of the two, yeah. Uh, Matt, go ahead and give me your thoughts on it. I'll double check. <laughs> I was... The first time I'd ever heard this band, and I'm like, okay, this should be interesting. Did not know what to expect coming into it. It... It is Chronicles 2, you coward. No, <laughs> I thought I saw three. But I... It was an experience. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was kind of like um, It Comes in Waves by Acacia Strait, mm-hmm. where you can't listen to it shuffled. You have to listen to it front to back the entire way through. It was cool. It was really just... It, it, an experience is the only way I can really think to describe it. For sure. Yeah. Um, these guys popped on my radar a little while ago. I heard their song, Kill All My Friends, uh, which... I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it was just this groovy metalcore, and the mm-hmm. vocalist has just this very unique tone to him. Yeah. Um, that I, I just, I don't know what it is about it. Like, because everything about it feels like I shouldn't like it. It doesn't have a lot of body to it. it yeah. It is kind of like just this really high, raspy kind of thing, but like, it just sits well with me. It's kind of like the cattle decapitation clean vocals yeah. that we hear on like Death Atlas and stuff like that, or Ronald with the Man. Like, the, the, these very weird. There, there's like it ast- has this yeah f- just feeling to it that like really applies itself well there's and an aspect same thing of it that here. reminds me of the zealand ardor record that we did a review for earlier this year just like not really in the musical composition or the style of mm-hmm. it but the overall kind of feeling in the atmosphere that it kind of sets just generally overall there's a similarity i felt between the two it's real off the wall not Mm. very off the beaten path but you just kind of have to sit there and soak it in yeah absolutely that makes sense check it out uh rating uh on a scale of one to eight I oh jeez I <laughs> dude I think preliminary just without doing as much of a deep dive probably a five at least okay. but that's that's very preliminary that it's subject to change that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. right about a six okay but that's yeah reasonable. like it's same concept there uh, no we'll we'll just go ahead and move into albums now uh, Matt kick us off <sighs> we're gonna rip the band aid off we need to talk about this and just get it over with oh boy Romstein. Oh boy, I have never quit an album so quickly. I quit about song three. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. So I, I listened to song one. I skipped like two thirds of the way through song two and ended it in like middle of song three. I, and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. So of the three songs I listened to, the first song, I actually, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is a good song. It was a enjoyment of song one. Song two just was kind of there. Song three, I was just like, I'm over this. And really, the only thing I could think of for this record that I would make me want to listen to it again is if I was just to put it on, turn the volume down, kind of low, just to have music playing in the background, that's it. Just it, just so it's white noise. That's about the only purpose I see with it. Yeah, I went through and, and just tried listening. So like, I went back and listened to the singles as well, the Zigzag and Angst. Um, nothing to really report there. I listened to Dick a Titten. Uh, okay. Because apparently it's an ode to large breasts. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'll go, I'll check it out. I, I okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, nothing really there to report thereafter. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, the name of the album is Zeet. Z e i t. Yeah, I think it's Zeet is the best way to pronounce it. That, it's, it's okay. German for time. Oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, that's all I can tell you about it. Yeah, I was about to say there's not much. I'll be honest, like I, I've never really listened to a lot of Rammstein to begin with. I've listened a little bit more Lindman, which is uh, uh, Till Lindman, the frontman for mm-hmm. Rammstein, his side project with some other guy that I can't remember who he is. Okay. Um, which is basically Rammstein 2.0. Oh yeah. I'll be honest, like I don't understand the hype behind these guys. Like it, it, it yeah, I can definitely see it from like a just kind of like a, they have some cool grooves and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. Man, just to hear this this German guy going, ah, yeah, in in 
correct German because I don't know how to speak German <laughs> remotely. <laughs> and th- that was really more a commentary on him personally as a vocalist, not on the German language. I don't want to come across as appropriating. <laughs> Thank you for that statement. J- just to clarify, but like I don't understand the draw from them. The only thing I could really think of is like Duhas outside of my opinion of it being just not an enjoyable song and it could just go in the trash, the same trash can that uh, the new Escape the Fate record can go into. <laughs> same with Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. You can all just go in the rock and roll hall of just go away. Um, Weird hill to die on, but at least you're dead. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like the only thing that I draws me to the band is the videos of their live shows. Like it looks like absolute chaos, and like that looks like fun. Sure, I don't want. I see the problem is though is I'm not gonna pay money to go see a band that I don't like any of the songs that I'm aware of, and I'm gonna keep it that way. I'll just you know what? I'll just look at a photo of people having a good time, and I'll say good for you, not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, moving on from there, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's jump a little bit opposite there. Let's talk about the uh, the new Northlane album, Obsidian. I was pretty hyped on this, as we you know had talked about here on the podcast. Carbonize, I just can't seem to get enough of that song. It's just stupid catchy. Um, because of Carbonize, I looked into some of the other stuff, which includes additional songs here on the record. Clockwork, Echo Chamber, which I'm going to say it here, I'm going to say it now. It sounds like it could actually be a cover, that chorus melody. It sounds like something I've heard on like Top 40 radio or just I've heard somewhere. Um, And then the song Plenty all really really good songs this this is a fun record yeah it really was like i came into this with next to no expectations because mm-hmm. like the last time that i listened to north lane like it was when they released singularity i think uh which came out in 2013 oh wow um and i just i really got into it because i really got into the instrumental tracks because mm-hmm. that was the only way to appease my dad growing up is i couldn't listen to things with oh. screaming and so i could just listen to the heavy stuff without the, the screaming and yeah. got away with it um but yeah, so I, like I, that, that was really the last thing that I like, actually listened to them on. Okay. So I came into this with no expectations, hardly. I was just like, I'll check it out. Let's see how it is. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just kind of a very layer heavy record, mm-hmm. I would say. Like there, there, there's a lot of layers to peel back. Yeah. No, for sure. This one, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm starting to become a genty boy. But like <laughs> this, this is kind of. The same genty metalcore that you're seeing architects do, but they're actually leaning more on the the gent and the metalcore as opposed to where architects is more like genty rock with a splash of metalcore. So yeah. like this is kind of nice because I get that um heavy itch kind of satiated. And Marcus's voice. I really like it's weird that he's not like this full scream that we hear. Or um, I guess not as prominent of a scream as vocalists like maybe Jared Worth of Bless the Fall or Mike Ranica. This it almost feels like it's just him yelling with a little bit of distortion. So it's mm-hmm. like the start of a scream, but it's not the full full lean into it. Fair enough. I liked it. I did too. Now uh, it's definitely something I'm going to come back to. One hundred percent for sure. Whole whole game. Yeah. And hella followed with. And their new record, Quietus. <laughs> oh my god, this was unnecessarily good. So we've we've seen about five of the songs so far. They came off of the uh, the jewels of jewel of urn and the the previous EP. The, yeah, the the release cycle on this album was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they did it the way they did it, but nonetheless, they did it. Artists and doing artist things. I guess so. <clears throat> so then they released the full album, which is called Quietus, and. My God, Deathcore is back, baby. <laughs> Dude, Deathcore is... I don't know what they're putting in the water for those Deathcore kids, but my God. That's probably all the microplastics. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a lot of political podcasts. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, do we've got... This thing had five different features on it, one of them being my boy Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Uh, we also see Kyle Medina was one of the features. From Body Snatcher. Yep. Uh 
I can't remember any of the other names, <laughs> but like it was absolutely unnecessary how heavy this record got, but my God, I will take it every day. Yeah, the um, other ones that we had uh, featured on here, we had Duncan Bentley on The Well. I'm uh, forgetting who he's with. I, oh, it, I know it, that it's name. A, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm uh, Volvidinia. Oh, okay. Um, so we have Duncan on there. We have Julian Kersey. Uh, Julian Kersey is going to be from the band. Why isn't there a name here? Oh, the Faithless. There we are. Oh, okay. I, I see. I should know this, but it it, it is late here. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we had the uh, the Kyle Anderson feature, the Kyle Medina feature, and then we have Trey Turner on Artificial Womb. Uh, and I'm, I have no idea where Trey Turner is from. I feel like I know that name from somewhere. I just can't remember why I know that name. I'm Googling it. And the first thing that pops up is a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Possibly Spirit Breaker? I don't know. Huh. I don't know who they are. So, question mark on the um, what band Trey Turner is in, but... All the features are solid. so sick. Yeah, the, 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 this album front to back, like it was a cool return to see these guys because the last album, like full album that they put out was 2010. Oh jeez. Yeah, so it's it's been a while. Like they they just didn't release anything afterwards, mm-hmm. and so to come out with this, like this is a strong second offering. Yeah, and I don't want to wait another 12 years to get it, but if I have to, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Times of Grace wants to know your location. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> I waited so long for that album and. Dang it, it delivered. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Sticking with the death core. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> Body snatcher. <sighs> Bleed abide. Gabe. <sighs> my completion to being a death core boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really stoked to see these guys. I'm going to see them this week. Uh, they're going to be here with Dying Fetus and Chelsea Grin. Please report back all of the dirty deets. <laughs> of course oh, I will. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm trying to go to that. I'm also trying to squeeze in the uh, Thy Art is Murder. and uh, Thy Art is Murder after the burial. After the burial. There it is. I knew it was a name. Uh, Incurrence and uh, who's the other one on that one? Lorna Shore, I think. No, it's no. not Lorna Shore. Oh, who is the It's other? another C name. Hold on, I'll pull yeah, it up. talk about bleed abide. I'll pull it up, dude. Oh my god, this was again my transformation into the deathcore boy that I always wanted to be. It just continues to happen, and when you have records like this that just smack, I I, I can't say no. I I just cannot say no. I found out who it is. It's Lorna Shore. No, it's Brand of Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> see okay as much as we've been just losing our minds like we probably should people might start thinking that there's some like weird saucy things going on over here when it's just us talking about music that's fantastic yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no oh. Bleed Abide was super heavy it was a fantastic record front to back like mm-hmm. Again, 2022 is just proving to be your death core. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, obviously, we kicked off the year with such a heavy amount of bangers, and like, just consistently, bands are dropping off and dropping off and dropping off more and more and more mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Cause, um, like, we had Fit for an Autopsy, Shadow of Intent, um, Enterprise Earth, and Worm Shepherd, Worm Shepherd all dropped on the same day. Like, it w- it's been stupid this year, and my body is ready for it. Yeah. It's so, so good. Oh, man. The next one is Reflections doing the redux of their album. I don't remember the name of it either. I am pulling <laughs> it up as we speak. Basically, th- th- this, so this one's not a new album. It's a redux. Uh, what a redux means is that the band has re-recorded the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the... It's it the was fantasy okay. effect. There it is, yeah. I... Matt shows himself to becoming more of a gent bro than we really recognized. 
I, I don't really know what to do with this information. I thought going down to the death core route would be enough for him, and it turns out that he took a left turn at Albuquerque, and I don't know what to do with this anymore. Yeah, I'm a, I guess <laughs> I'm gonna turn into that genty death core bro. I'm like, oh, dude, let me tell you about death core, but dude, you are like your not. camo shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> If it ain't played on a, in an eight string, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I th- actually, I think Flexions plays on nine strings, if I'm Good not mistaken. God. Yeah, like they're basically playing basses at this May point. as well <laughs> at that point. But honestly, I was really quite, I quite enjoyed that one. It was just like really genty, just kind of fun. And I made the comment to Gabe before we started recording is, I didn't even play guitar, and I listened to this record, and I quit playing guitar. <laughs> so it just, it's... It's good. You know what wasn't so good? Battle Beast, mm-hmm. Circus of Doom. I... So this one came across my radar solely for the fact that Alex Bent from Trivium used to play with them. Really? Yes. Oh. And uh, so I've never listened to them before. Okay. And I probably never will again. <laughs> That's completely reasonable. Um, I can see the appeal for certain people. It is just not the appeal for me. So yeah. it's a very powerful... Uh, female lead vocal on it, which mm-hmm. her range is phenomenal. Oh, it's great! Like stupid good. Yeah, like w- w- in terms of like metal uh, female vocalist, like she's right up there with Arch Enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and it, it just her her voice is utterly powerful. Yeah. That being said, this felt like a circus of silly. I guess I don't know. I, I just if you would have said Circus of Doom, I would have probably walked out of your house. I mean, that's fair. I wasn't going to say that because there was a lack in Doom. There was very <laughs> much a lack. It was pretty much like if Glory Hammer was fronted by the... It, it, it was like Glory Hammer meets Sabaton in a way. Yeah, like I can kind of see like that. These, these like droning, or not droning, but like these very kind of like March heavy beats mm-hmm. uh, c- accompanied with like synthesizers and this weird kind of high fantasy kind of concept yeah. behind it. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it really wasn't for me. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan I, I of might it. try and return to it just so I can, or at least return to older stuff, mm-hmm. just so I can hear kind of like, okay, well, this is why they've been a band for as long as they have been. Yeah. And kind of see and then, like where things come from. And then plus see where Alex Bent was before he went to Trivium. Yeah, because if this were the st- was the stuff that he was playing before he went to Trivium, I can understand him getting bored and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was the case in him moving to Trivium. Just saying. You're just like, I w- I'm still not going to complain. I mean, half of the stuff like I could play. With no effort, just because it was just straight marching beats kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, but before we jump into kind of closing out the podcast, I didn't think about bringing this up when we were talking the singles, but you had talked about it last week. I actually got around to listening to the song Ready for Combat by Icon for Hire. Mm-hmm. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, I figured. It, 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 unfortunately, because I have listened to a little bit of their material, and I was like, this is actually really good. Like, way to go, you guys. But it's just, it felt like they were trying to return to the, um, the older material, where it was like a little bit more, not pop punk, but it was like the you're, kind you're of pop like rock. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're um, uh, make a move era. Yeah. And it just, didn't didn't connect unfortunately yeah. i i understand but uh that really does it for the uh the albums that have come out this week uh before we finish up here what we do like to do is the uh the hidden track where matt and i talk about something outside of the uh the world of of music usually and usually it's music for me and anime for matt so uh matt what animes have you been watching lately <laughs> Well, or please, for the love of God, do you have something on non-anime related? So I w- was trying to avoid talking about anime <laughs> as well as card games today um, because, of course, I have things to talk about. I actually went back to uh, try and watch the new seasons for both It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Classic. F is for Family. Um, I've only gotten through episode one of, I believe, season 15 for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's typical gang stuff. I think actually, I don't think I've even li- watched the first episode all the way through. I ended up um, watching part of it. My buddy messaged me and he was like, "Hey, you want a voice chat?" And I was like, "I." <laughs> um, so I ended up jumping on voice chat and just never watched any more of it. 
Um, have you seen F is for Family, Gabe? I have not. So it's a Netflix original. Um, Bill Burr is one of the executive producers on it. Um, he First, you had me completely off because you said Netflix original. Now you have me coming back a little bit more because I love Bill Burr. Okay. <laughs> um, so Bill Burr plays the uh, title char- or the main character, Frank. I don't F remember Frank. His- that was for Frank, yeah. Um, I can't remember his last name, but it's following him and his family after he's probably like mid-30s, 40s, and just kind of going, going through his general life. He's a very, very angry man. and just. I mean, have you ever heard of stand-ups? I watched one of them, and I d- he is a very angry man. I did not enjoy it. Um, but what I didn't. You were I w- wrong I in every sense I of the word, sat sir. There and I was just like, "What are you shouting about?" I'm like, "You're not even." F- I, I'm sorry, but it, I just didn't find it. I don't remember what special it was. I just didn't find it. Funny. I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> but. Uh, season five for F is for Family. I'm finally getting around to watching and. Part of the reason I put it off is because I knew this was going to be a very feely season. Feels are reels. It's there's a lot of coping that's being done in the show, and I don't know that I need that kind of energy right now. I've I pretty much went from watching like to try and not talk about anime too much. I've been watching a <laughs> bunch of cutesy anime that's just like very very wholesome and then i went to this and i'm like i don't need to be sad i need to watch something that's it's got some pizzazz to it and effort for family is going to be one of those ones i want to push off a little bit longer just because i'm not trying to feel things right now Mm -hmm. so probably finish it so it's sunny in philadelphia and just work through the rest of my watch list but effort for family is fantastic show definitely would recommend all right what do you got this week uh, I guess I'll go ahead and continue on this uh, this train of watching things. Um, my wife and I rewatched Emperor's New Groove last night. That movie holds up so incredibly well. I love that movie <laughs> so much. It, it is like it's one of those things. Like I enjoy watching kids' movies for the most part. Mm-hmm. It it's I deal enough with adult life to begin with. I don't want to deal with it anymore when I watch it on TV. I do that enough as I watch NCIS, and even that's half made up. <laughs> Yeah, because my wife and I are eighty-year-old people who watch the same things over and over and over. More on that later. But <laughs> um, You're yeah, like are the reruns back on, honey? No, bro, straight up. Okay, <laughs> you know I wasn't intending on talking about this. Anyway, go go watch Emperor's New Groove. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. It Definitely came out in like two thousand one, and it still holds up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So NCIS. <laughs> I love that we're going down this. I did not hole. anticipate talking about this part of my life here today, but here we are. When I first met my wife, she would bring it up casually, and I had never seen an episode. We get married about three and a half years ago, and she's watching some episodes. And I'm like, this is stupid. It's just your normal dumb cop show. Nothing in that is realistic. Nothing ever happens right. And so I'm standing there kind of making fun of it, and then I stand there, and then I sit down, and then I kept watching. And I started in like season... You did the dad thing. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> so that being said... Um, I started there in, like, season four-ish, I think. Okay. It might have been, like, season three, but I'm pretty sure it's four. Okay. We watched it through to the end on Netflix. The last season on Netflix is uh, season 15. Okay. And then we rewatch it because I I hadn't seen the first three seasons. Okay, that's that's also true. I needed context. Yeah. And then we get to season 15 again. And we took a break. And we rewatched it. <laughs> and uh, then we got to season 15, and we're just like, okay, this ends on a really bad cliffhanger, but they're not going to add these seasons from Netflix because CBS is probably going to do this stupid thing where they bring out their own uh, thing. Streaming some service, point. yeah. So well, let's buy this next seasons. So we bought season 16 and season 17 and season 18. And season 19 is currently playing, which I've already purchased the season on Xbox, so I can continue watching that like a week after it comes out. <laughs> and you know what happens when we finish the season, the series? You watch it over we again? We start it back over again, because this is the life that I live. I'm in this weird, like, perpetual life where I'm just... It's Groundhog Day, but I watch NCIS <laughs> over and over again, and I can't get out of it. <laughs> 
to see the worst part about this, Matt, is this is quality content, but nobody listens to us. I Except just, for like three people. So all they're going to do is they're going to hear me screaming about NCIS and nobody's going to know my anger. <laughs> I just, okay. I, oh good lord. I have so many <laughs> thoughts going through my head and I don't want to keep the podcast going. So we're going to have this conversation <laughs> after we're done. Thank you guys so much for listening to the food. <laughs> you can find us on a variety of social medias, which will be Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, all at Tentacle Bop. Um, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, the whole shebang. If we're not on one, let us know. You know um, what? I'm going to set this right here. We're not on Patreon right now, um, but if you want to PayPal me at gddwit, D-E-W-I-T-T-1248 at gmail.com. If you PayPal me exorbitant amounts of money, I will scream about NCIS for an hour and a half on a podcast. If it end, if I get the message from you that says somebody donated donated a bunch of money to me to scream about NCIS, it's me. I'm gonna donate to me. <laughs> Your wife donates it. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope to catch you in the next one. See you later. I think. <laughs>